Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. Helen was the most beautiful of all women, the most beautiful woman in the world. In fact, her beauty has inspired artists to represent her as the personification of beauty. Helen's husband had great wealth, power, and influence. She lived the life of a queen. In fact, she was a queen. Helen's husband, the king, had been selected by her own father. She might have selected a different suitor as her husband. Helen fell in love with a prince from a neighboring kingdom, a neighboring city. This prince orchestrated an elaborate plan to abduct Helen and take her to his city. He arrived at the king's court. Helen's husband was very hospitable to his guest. The prince, however, watched for his opportunity to claim Helen as his wife. When the time was right, Helen was taken away from her husband and his kingdom to the home of the young prince. As you might expect, this violation of hospitality greatly insulted the king and he became enraged that his beautiful queen had been taken away. The king leveraged his power and influence to recruit forces from surrounding kingdoms, including 1,000 ships, and led an expedition of troops to recover Queen Helen. The troops arrived to discover a city protected by a great wall that provided refuge and great defense from any attack. The young prince refused to return the beautiful Helen. For ten years they fought. Success looked hopeless until one of the commanders devised a plan to trick the city into believing they had given up the fight by offering a gift in defeat. The gift was a giant wooden horse, hollowed inside to allow 30 troops to remain inside as the rest of the warriors pretended to sail away in surrender. The people of the city of Troy rushed outside and dragged the giant horse into the city gates as a victory display. That night, while the Trojan people were sleeping, The Greek warriors hiding inside the wooden horse climbed out and opened the gates to let in the returned Greek army. The city fell to the ruse of Trojan horse, and Helen was returned to her husband. This is Chuck, again hosting another episode of the His Call Technology Podcast. The story of the Trojan horse is well known and mentioned in Homer's Iliad. It could be considered one of the most successful deceptions of all time. The Chinese warrior Sun Tzu recognized that all warfare is based upon deception. For centuries, it is well known that deception can be strategic. In fact, strategy often relies on deception. The term Trojan horse has come to refer to secret efforts to weaken or ruin a system from within, but introduced from the outside. Today, the term Trojan horse, or simply Trojan, is applied to deceptively benign computer codes or malware that are often disguised as legitimate applications, but written by cyber thieves and hackers trying to gain access to users' systems with intent to damage or disrupt a computer's programming 
or to steal personal information. Computer users are often tricked by some form of social engineering into loading and executing Trojans on their systems. On today's episode, we're going to talk about social engineering and some of the most common techniques used to trick your users, allowing access to systems. Once they gain access to your systems, cyber criminals can spy on you, steal sensitive data, and gain backdoor access to other systems. Recent news of the SolarWinds attack seems to just keep going on and on. A headline published in the New Yorker reads, After the SolarWinds hack, we have no idea what cyber dangers we face. Let's consider some alarming cybersecurity facts and statistics. Every 39 seconds, there is a hacker attack. A University of Maryland study quantified the rate of hacker attacks on Internet-connected computers every 39 seconds, affecting one in three Americans every year. 62% of companies experienced social engineering attacks. $116 million is the average cost of a data breach at a publicly traded company and share prices fall 7.27% on average after a breach. And if you think this only impacts large organizations, consider 43% of cyber attacks target small business. The global average cost of a data breach is $3.9 million across small medium businesses. And 62% of small companies close within six months of a single data breach or cyber attack. The FBI reported a 400% spike in cyber attacks during this coronavirus pandemic. According to HIPAA the Journal, 9.7 million healthcare records were compromised in September 2020 alone, just one month. 98% of cyber attacks rely on social engineering. More than 77% of organizations do not have a cybersecurity response plan. And most companies take nearly six months to detect a data breach. Like the city of Troy, you've likely taken actions to fortify your business against major outside attacks. You may be using any number of technologies, firewalls, session border controllers, email security gateways, spam filters, encryption, or any number of other technological advances to prevent intruders, attackers, or otherwise unauthorized access to your computing resources, sensitive data, and networks. Your best efforts may still not prevent every attempt to gain access to the determined and creative attacker. What about those Trojans that look legitimate and make it through the barriers to end up at your users? Are they ready to recognize and respond in the most effective way to keep your business safe and secure? Social engineering is a cybersecurity threat that exploits and manipulates the weakest link in your security chain. Social engineering exploits human error and manipulates your human workforce to give up confidential information or to gain access to computer systems or corporate networks. 
Social engineering is the term used for a broad range of malicious activities accomplished through human interactions. It uses emotional manipulation to trick users into making security mistakes or giving away sensitive confidential information. Social engineering attacks are increasingly sophisticated and becoming more and more common. Social engineering attacks don't just target large enterprises, but also small, medium-sized businesses. Even in today's social climate, most of us have a natural inclination to trust. Attackers use increasingly sophisticated trickery and psychological manipulation to cause employees to give up access, credentials, uh, account details, or other sensitive information. The best defense against social engineering attacks is human intelligence and comprehension. On today's episode, let's look at some of the most common social engineering techniques. And first, we're going to look at phishing and smishing. This is probably the most well-known technique used by cyber criminals. Phishing most commonly refers to fraud that takes place in an email. Since text messages have higher open rates than email, smishing is an evolved method of phishing. It is a technique that uses SMS messaging as a tool to launch an exploit. With phishing and smishing, scammers use email, text messages, or social media messages to trick you into giving them your sensitive data. Phishing may involve thousands of emails in a broad attempt to catch a few people in its trick. Spear phishing, on the other hand, is a targeted attack. In spear phishing, the email scam is targeted toward a specific individual, organization, or business and appears to be sent from a known or trusted sender. Maybe you have gotten an email from your company CEO that requests you to make some purchase or send some report ASAP. But upon closer inspection, you notice the return address is slightly off. Or just something about the email request just doesn't feel right and you contact your CEO and learn that that email is not from the CEO at all. Hackers always exploit a crisis. During the COVID-19 pandemic, there have been massive increases in phishing attacks. They are targeting businesses using legitimate-looking emails and social media messages with important information about the coronavirus or now coronavirus vaccines. According to the Q1 2020 top-clicked phishing report, phishing attacks related to COVID-19 grew by almost 600% in the first quarter of 2020. Another common social engineering technique is pretexting. Pretexting involves impersonation of a trusted source or uh, creation of a story, the pretext, in order to fool the victim, convincing them to perform an action, usually divulging information they would not normally or should not divulge. The attacker may choose a combination of methods, phone, email, text or social media to build trust and rapport with the target. Often, pretext involves researching the target prior to the attack. Just this week, I got a call from one of my uncles whose social media account had been cloned and scammers were using this cloned account to message his social media contacts, hoping to gain personal information from them. 
At first, those contacted believed these were legitimate messages from my uncle. After all, the account had his profile picture. It even had pictures previously posted on his account. But as the message conversation continued, it became increasingly evident that something was up. Questions turned to topics that my uncle just wouldn't normally ask. Fortunately, we don't know of any of his contacts providing any sensitive data or otherwise giving away information that they didn't need to. Most of them recognized it was fraudulent and just shut everything down, stopped the conversation. But it shows how deceptive the attackers can disguise themselves. Using the current pandemic as an example, scammers use COVID-19 fears as a pretext. They often pose as healthcare workers, charitable organizations, or insurance companies to manipulate the user into performing an action that could plant the attacker in the network. The next social engineering tactic we'll look at is called baiting. Walt Disney has been quoted saying, when you're curious, you'll find lots of interesting things to do. But I bet maybe you also know the saying about curiosity and the cat. Well, a baiting attack is an attack that exploits a human's curiosity. By exploiting their natural curiosity or maybe even greed, the scammer lures the user into a trap and then steals sensitive data or infects their system with malware. For example, what do you think most of your users would do if they found a USB drive left on the table at the coffee shop while out at lunch? I'm going to bet most of them would take that drive, plug it into a computer with hopes of either discovering the contents on the drive or perhaps identifying the owner so it could be returned. Now imagine the scammer leaving the USB drive where it would surely be found, loaded it with some type of malware before placing it on the table. Now when the USB drive is discovered and plugged into the computer, maybe your corporate computer, the malware infects the computer and then moves throughout the network. The fourth social engineering technique we'll talk about is waterholing. Waterholing is another type of targeted attack. The goal is to target a specific group of users with hopes of gaining access to systems at certain organizations or companies. Waterholing attacks take advantage of websites or mobile applications. Uh, that members of the group know and trust and frequently visit. As I mentioned earlier, hackers always exploit a crisis. Using our current crisis as an example, a website at the John Hopkins Center for uh, Science and Engineering, say that three times real fast, was used as a lure to spread malware via waterholing attacks. The live coronavirus data map was loaded with malware that could allow the attacker access to watch through the smartphone camera, listen through the microphone, and even access to text messages. In our last example of common social engineering attacks, we come full circle with another form of phishing. Vishing, or voice phishing, is the telephone equivalent of phishing, where phishing used email, and smishing used SMS messages, 
Vishing manipulates victims by calling them purporting to be from a reputable company or trustworthy source. As the scammer engages in the conversation to establish trust and gain information, he will trick the answering party into doing things they believe are in their best interest. A common example often used in vishing attacks is someone pretending to be associated with IT staff or with a third-party vendor, and they will influence the target into providing access to systems or corporate network. The FBI and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has issued warnings stating that the shift to working from home has given rise to vishing attacks. One of the most publicized cyber attacks of 2020 involved Twitter and a series of phone calls used to obtain employee credentials with access to account support tools. This was exactly the information that the attacker needed. That vishing attack compromised several high-profile Twitter accounts and recently has also affected dozens of banks, cryptocurrency exchanges, and uh, web hosting firms. So far, we've highlighted some of the most common social engineering attacks. Social engineering is a favorite method for cyber criminals. It works. Exploiting our human weaknesses may be simpler than identifying some hole or bug in lines and lines of software code. With this understanding, what can you do to protect yourself, your employees, and your business? Knowledge really is power, and awareness is key. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has published some security tips to avoid social engineering attacks and avoid being a victim. First, be suspicious of unsolicited phone calls, visits, or email messages from individuals asking about employees or other internal information. If an unknown individual claims to be from a legitimate organization, Try to verify their identity directly with the company. Don't provide personal information or information about your organization unless you're certain of a person's authority to have that information. Don't reveal personal or financial information in email. And don't respond to email solicitations for this information. Be careful when following links sent in email. Don't send information over the internet before checking a website's security. Pay attention to the uniform resource locator, the URL of a website. Look for URLs that begin with HTTPS uh, rather than HTTP. Look for a closed padlock icon to give you some indication that the information will be encrypted. If you're unsure whether an email request is legitimate, try to verify it by contacting the company directly. This happened recently to me. I received an email one morning from a vendor partner of ours, and the request just didn't make sense. It was a, it was an urgent request for information and, and the timing of it all, and it just didn't add up to me. And so um, I looked through my contacts, found uh, phone number for this person and called left a voicemail turns out that email account had been hacked and and somebody was trying to get personal information uh, from their list of contacts you have to be careful don't use the contact information provided on a website connected to the request instead check previous statements for contact information 
Of course, you want to install and maintain antivirus software, firewalls, and email filters to reduce some of the traffic. And take advantage of anti-phishing features offered in your email client and web browser and enforce multi-factor authentication. Remember, the only way to prevent attacks is by educating workers to ensure they instinctively recognize when a document, text, file, or link seems suspicious. If not already, I hope this episode brings cybersecurity top of mind for you as you consider how to best protect the resources and data you've spent so much time, energy, and money acquiring. One small mistake can turn out to be very costly for you and your business. If you find this episode helpful, it would mean so much to me if you would like it, then share it with your network. Maybe it's a good starting point to begin educating your users on the threats they may face and ways they may be exploited and tricked into giving up confidential information. But most importantly, don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.